So let's just pray. Father, we just thank you for the movement. We thank you for the $148,000 plus that was pledged in 2020. We thank you, Father God, that it's on the heart of your people to advance your kingdom, to take territory and regions for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Father God, we thank you as everybody follows through on the pledge that they made to you, what you put in their heart to do, that they'll fulfill that pledge uh, for the kingdom of God. We thank you for their generosity. We ask you to bless them abundantly this year, God, for their faith and step out in this area in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, the ushers are going to pass the containers for anybody giving by envelope, or you can put the cards in there that says, I gave by text, if you'd like to do that. And as they do that, I'm going to get today's message ready for you. The holidays were weird this year uh, with the uh, time frame, Christmas on a Wednesday and New Year's Day on a Wednesday. I was like, when is 2020 going to get here? And uh, it's here, and we're ready. So I want to go through, first of all, as the ushers pass, I want to go through, uh, as we kick off this year, I have a message for you, but the message isn't about the vision. Of course, uh, sometimes, I guess most years, we start off our first Sunday, we talk about the vision for this year, and typically it applies to Generations Church and what our vision of a church is. Today I'm twisting it a little bit, and my heart and my message to you is what is the vision we have for you this year? not for the church. What's our vision for you? Because it's great that we have a vision for the church, uh, but it's more great when we have a vision for what God's going to do with you. Amen? Today, at the end of the worship experience, we're going to pray for everybody in here. We're going to lay hands on everybody in here to receive a blessing. I was prompted earlier when they were doing the Waymaker. I said, why are we singing about it if we're not doing it? So that's what I felt in my heart. So we're going to pray for everybody that needs a miracle in their lives. He's a Waymaker. He's the miracle Workers, so let's lay hands on people for miracles that need a miracle. So that's the first thing we're going to activate uh, at the end of my message today. And we are live streaming to our Temecula campus. What's up, everybody down in Temecula? Pastor Jan, Pastor Mike Corky, Pastor Rich, Devin, and all the team. So uh, we're excited to uh, uh, be live streaming to them. So I thought the very first thing we should do is just as we start the year, remind everybody, because we have a number of people that haven't. Uh, become part of our team yet, joined the GC team, gone through Get On, and is serving in some capacity. So every Sunday we say this in our team huddle, uh, but the church maybe doesn't really know what our vision statement is for Generations Church. So I thought I would just go through that with everybody. Would that be good? To remind us of what the vision of Generations Church is. So they're going to have it up here on the screen for you. And uh, Generations Church is, and I'll just explain it briefly because I don't want to take too much time with this because it's 1030. You guys got a head start on me. Good job. Uh, Generations Church is spirit-empowered people. Now, let me just stop right there. We are a Holy Spirit-believing church. We believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The evidence of speaking of the tongues, if that freaks you out, don't worry about it. We'll help you understand it, all right? So we just want people to know that we are a spirit-empowered. Now, the old way of saying it is we're a spirit-filled church. But then we, that would cause confusion with people because, well, I'm saved. I'm born again. Don't I have the Holy Spirit on the inside? Well, yes. Well, what do you mean spirit-filled? Well, you got the power. And so that would kind of confuse some people. So we just changed it to make it a little more understandable. We're spirit-empowered because when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he endues you with power. power. All right, praise the Lord. Some of you knew that. Uh, spirit-empowered people launching multiple church locations. We really want people to come to Generations Church and realize it's not about just this one church where you're attending in San Diego or in Temecula or here or in Myanmar on the other side of the world. It's about launching multiple church locations of real and authentic Nobody likes fake church. We don't like fake church. 
Some of us see people with fakeness on them, but we believe that as they become a part of this place, that that fakeness will go away and they'll become real. And they'll realize that they actually can be real here. That we don't have to put on a Christian look and we're struggling at home with all kinds of stuff. We want you to be real, and we're very real and authentic as well. Real and authentic life-giving experiences, embracing of all generations. I struggle with that because we really want to have a, a church that reaches younger generations, but we really, want, we really embrace all generations. Uh, and we, we love it when those that are more mature in their walk with God, that have been around life for a while, are involved in what we're doing. That means it's not all about them, but it's about pouring out to the next generation. Amen? Embracing of all generations. We equip all people to know God. That means find Jesus. Find freedom. Freedom from addictions. Freedom from spiritual influences. Freedom in life, period. Freedom from Coke. A cola. <laughs> discover purpose. You can't discover your purpose until you know God and you have freedom in your life. Otherwise, you're finding, trying to find the purpose without freedom in your life. And your addictions will lead you in other ways. And make a difference in every sphere of life. We believe that if you're called to the ministry, you don't have to be called to be a pastor, evangelist, prophet, event, uh, a teacher, or, or, or whichever one I'm missing, prophet, uh, to make a difference in every sphere of life because there are areas that you're called to influence the education industry. You're called to influence the marketplace. You're called to influence uh, maybe the... Um, um, a sporting, maybe you're called to influence arts and entertainment, all these types of areas that you, you impact those spheres of influence with the gospel of Jesus Christ, amen? And I actually believe it's more powerful to be called outside of the church. You have greater touch with people to influence them for the gospel of Jesus than sometimes those who work in the church, amen? Because you do life with them. And you can show encouragement, and you can live life, and you can encourage them, and you can pray with them. So we are more than a church in a city. We are a movement to the world. Amen? So that's our vision here at Generations Church. If you didn't know, don't know. It's in our pamphlets. It's every kind of where we have it. But uh, just to remind us of what we're about, what we're trying to do as Generations Church. Amen? Now, I want to just focus real quickly on the fast. Some of you have never fasted before. Totally okay. We have done this for a number of years now. We started with the Daniel fast uh, quite a few years ago. And some people go, what's a Daniel fast? Uh, Daniel fast uh, in the Old Testament, Daniel, he, he only ate fruits and vegetables. That's basically what it is in grains. And so you eat basically fruits, vegetables, um, and grains, which would be solid oatmeal or basically plain oatmeal. And there's a whole list of stuff if you want to get it. It's all on our website, generationschurch.tv. You can read all about it. It's the Daniel fast. But then what we discovered after going to Daniel fast about two or three years is that people were so focused on the eating the food stuff that they forgot to pray. Well, can I eat this? And what about this? We had people putting up recipes online. It was like, ah, how can I live? And, and we forgot to pray, many of us. And so we were so focused on eating the right food that you forgot the purpose of why you were eating the right food. So fasting is not a diet plan. Fasting is about getting closer to God. And you do that because you tell this flesh, you're not going to tell me what to do for the next 21 days. I'm going to put you under submission to the spirit that's on the inside of me. That's what it does. So some people, well, I'm going to fast TV. Okay, that's great, but you're not really telling this anything. When you deprive this of sugar and caffeine, I heard that spirit rise up. Ooh, there's three of them. They just left. Man, spirit of caffeine, I cast you out. Jesus' name. 
All these different things that our flesh wants. You, you mean I can't have donuts? No. Ugh. It hurts. All these things. But really fasting is about having a primary purpose of fasting is to draw you closer to God. You know how you, uh, 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 a, good per- a good chef, he'll be sharpening his knife. But sometimes when it gets a little dull, it just doesn't cut quite as good. That's what fasting is. Sharpens us. Sharpens us to hear God's voice clearer. Sharpens us to be in alignment with what our spirit is saying and not so much what our flesh wants to do. Even like today, your flesh is like, oh, I just, like you've barely made it because we've filled our bodies with so much sugar and carbs over the last three weeks that your body is lethargic. Now, some of you are, maybe I'm not talking to, maybe you're really awesome and you started January 1, you went to the gym five times already and you've only ate, uh, you know, carrots. You're amazing. (laughs) We're not on your level. But for the rest of us, chocolate, Donuts, pancakes, waffles, uh, whatever we ate over the past 15, 20 days, our bodies are feeling it right now. And when you say fast, people get in fear. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. People start posting, oh, it's the fast. Pray for me. All these types of things. But it's really not that bad. Just the first 12 days. So, um, no, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Listen up, people. Listen up. So the fast, its primary purpose is to get you closer to God. Uh, And so we need to get that edge back spiritually. Matthew 6, Jesus talks about our habits as followers, and he mentions three things. He He says, when we pray, when we give, and when we fast. Jesus mentions those almost like as an assumption that we all are doing these things. When we pray, when we give, and when we fast. It doesn't say if you fast, when you fast. So the uh, presumption by Jesus is this is what a follower of his does. You pray, you give, and you fast. As a matter of fact, Jesus was the greatest model. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, right? Water only. And if Jesus is on the inside of us, then he can give us the strength to make it through. Now, we've had a few people over the years who have done water only for 21 days. Amazing, right? But they've also said, I was in fear that I was going to be lethargic at work. I wasn't going to have my head right. I was going to make mistakes. But the actual opposite happened. They had more energy. They were more sharp. And they were more clear in everything that they did. And so it's, it's amazing when you set your uh, focus to do that. So folking is, folk, uh, fasting is about the secret place. Uh, you know, going to the Father who's in the secret place. Your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And then fasting is, not a, is about seeing. When you diet, you change how you look. But when you fast, you change how you see. Okay? When you diet, you change how you look. But when you fast, you change how you see. How you see spiritually. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that a little bit later. But just want to encourage you, you can go to our website, generationschurch.tv, and you can read all the information. Now, some of us, since the Daniel Fast, we've modified it. We've done different things because we're like, everybody's too focused on the food part. So we just said, you know, fast whatever you want, but let's pray. That's the whole point. But part of praying is when you, when you deprive your flesh 
then it hears clearer. So they kind of go hand in hand. So I don't want to let you off the hook in one area. Uh, some people did like keto as they began last year because it's no sugars and all this type of stuff too. And they just went a different way with it. Other people, they went all liquids and they just did all liquids for 21 days and they didn't eat anything. So everybody has a different thing. So if you're a rookie and you're just starting out, I would recommend just starting out with the Daniel fast because it's simple. We give you all the ingredients, all the stuff you can do. And it's it actually, once you figure it out, it's, you don't even feel like you're depriving your flesh sometimes because you figure out what to eat. But uh, um, so you can you can do that. And I would encourage you to do that if, uh, if you want to do that with us. So we're going to be focusing on that starting tomorrow morning, uh, January 6th through the 26th, with the, which is the end of our seek week that Sunday. Amen. So we're going to do that for 21 days. We're going to focus on what God's saying to us for this year. Now, we're talking about corporately, but then also when you're fasting, you're talking about you individually. What God's showing you. We've had people that when they've done the Daniel fast, they actually found out by eating a different way that their whole life began. Like they found out that they were allergic to things. They found out that this particular food caused them to have this reaction. And when they came off of that and they were doing Daniel fast, they got rid of diabetes. They got rid of all these things in their life. So it's just kind of really been an amazing thing. So I'd really encourage you to do that. Isaiah 58, 6, and then we'll move on. Uh, It says, is not the... Is this not the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. In other words, when you fast, these things are going to fall off of you. Amen? Everybody good? Everybody not afraid any longer? Yeah, some of you are. I can see it. Praise the Lord. Let's just pray. Have God show up to help you out, all right? Father God, we just thank you in Jesus' name for 2020. We thank you for Generations Church. We thank you for the movement. We thank you for every person that's here. Father God, whether they regularly attend or maybe they just set a goal, God, to get closer to you in 2020, they've never been here before and they just said, let's go try that church. Let's just start our year there. Whatever the reason is why they're here, why they're at the Temecula campus, Father God, that you've brought people today. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name that you helped me to communicate what is on our heart for people, the vision we have for people in 2020. We thank you for it. Holy Spirit, move today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. All right, all right. Is that really what time it is? Okay, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, this is what I had in my heart. Seeking vision, intentional decision. Seeking vision, intentional decision. A lot of people don't seek a vision for their life, therefore they have no intentional decisions. You've got to have a vision for your life or you'll have lots of unintentional responses to wrong decisions you make. We'd make too many wrong decisions based on the fact that we have no vision for our life or where we're going as a couple, as an individual, whatever it might be. So you've got to seek vision for your life so that you can have intentional decisions. In other words, if you want to buy a house or buy a new car, you've got to get a vision for that, and then you've got to discipline yourself to make intentional decisions financially to put yourself in a position to then walk out what you have in your heart. Amen? But if you don't have a vision for those things, then you'll just spend crazy like you always do, and you'll never get in a position to do it, and you'll be sitting here next year going, man, I just didn't do it. In other words, you've got to have seeking vision and then intentional decisions to make that happen. So in 2020, our vision for you, I just wrote these down really quick. I wrote down our vision for you at GC is one, to grow closer to God. We're giving us every opportunity. In other words, everything we do isn't because we're bored and need something to do. 
It's because we want to provide opportunities for you to go to a higher level in your relationship with Jesus Christ. We, we offer fresh starts. We offer spirit-empowered life course. We offer uh, 120 experiences. We offer Sunday services. We offer groups. We offer all these things so that people can go higher in their relationship with Jesus. But how many of you know you don't go anywhere unless you choose, intentionally decide to participate with those things? You will not experience the Holy Spirit in any greater way if you see that we have a 120 experience, but then decide intentionally not to come. Then we wonder why God's not moving in our life as much, but you have intentionally decided not to participate with those. So our desire is is that we want people to go closer to God, that we give you opportunities for those things to manifest in your life. We all choose, right? You chose intentionally today to come to church. There are other people who chose by unintentionally not deciding. And so they allowed their flesh to rule how they would feel today, Sunday morning. And then based on how they felt this morning, determined or decided whether they were going to come to church or not. You maybe didn't feel like it, but you can still intentionally decide, I'm going anyway. Get your up out of bed. Right? Right? Now, once you do that enough, it just becomes what you do. In other words, Jesus went, 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 went away to pray, and then he came back to him and goes, can you guys not pray for an hour and you're already falling asleep? In other words, Jesus, Jesus was kind of hard sometimes. He's like, come on. Where's your faith? Can't you pray? Like, they, he gave them many, many opportunities to get offended. Right? Because he was saying, where are you? Come on, suck it up. Let's go. Can you not even pray one hour? I've been praying all night. In other words, you're ruled more by your flesh. He talks about that in Romans. Than by your spirit. Your spirit, man, has to become stronger. You know, uh, I go to the gym, even though it doesn't look like it right now because it's been a few weeks. But <laughs> you, have to, you have to intentionally tell your flesh at 6.30 in the morning when it don't feel like doing nothing. To get on your gym shorts, get on your gym shirt, get out your, you know, exercise equipment or whatever if you got it in your garage or go to a gym facility, get on the treadmill, punch those numbers and just start going. What I have determined in the first five minutes, I don't feel like doing nothing, but I decided to go. And then suddenly there's like. And then you're just going. And you're like those first weeks, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, it is not good. Things are flopping all over the place and you're just like, you put on extra clothes so things don't flop as much. I know how it goes. And you just, you just go. But then after about two months, all of a sudden you're not wearing as many things and it's, hey, that shirt fits again. And, and, then, and, then you, and you're running faster because you, you feel it coming off. So it doesn't feel real great. And that's kind of like if you want new things with God and new, new levels with God. It, it, it may not feel real good. Like, oh, I'm going to church every Sunday? Oh, 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 man. Well, just go with one. And then next Sunday on Saturday night, determine, intentionally decide. Tomorrow morning, I'm going. Regardless of how I feel, because that's what you got to do with the gym to get physically in shape. So to get spiritually in shape, you have to make the same intentional decisions in your life. 
and then start moving towards that. And maybe that first month you don't feel spiritually much different, but then if you intentionally decide to go to 120s and you intentionally decide to go to Spirit Empowered Life and you intentionally decide to get involved with a group, then all of a sudden, all of a sudden you start feeling all this and then suddenly you're like leading people in the things of God. And you're like, wow, where'd all this wisdom come from? It's because you've been putting it into you and so you get stronger spiritually just like a person who lifts weights gets stronger physically. So our goal for you in 2020 is that you grow closer to God. Number two is that we build stronger marriages. Thought I'd have a lot more ladies cheer on that one, but um, maybe your marriage is wonderful. Maybe we need to be teaching the rest of the city how to have strong marriages. I'm not sure. But we are providing for you, as you saw, our XO conference. It was such a success last year. Amen. That we, we did this. We want, felt like we needed to do it again, so we're investing in that. We want to take you to the next level in your Christian walk, which we talked about. We want to help you. This is really big. We want to help you ex- succeed financially. We're going to be teaching a series this year, not so much about finances and how God works in finances, because we've heard that many times. We teach that, but we want to help equip you to how to be successfully, uh, how to be successful financial in your, your personal life. We want to help you grow financially. There are some simple money things that people just don't understand and how money works, and you've got to make it work for you. Of course, we have godly principles, but then there are also things that we just have to intentionally decide to do when it comes to our finances. So you have have to have a vision for your life you have to seek a vision financially and then you have to intentionally decide how you're going to change your financial outcomes in your life otherwise you'll get to the age of 65 and have nothing and wonder how you got there i can tell you exactly how you got there you didn't have a vision for your life financially therefore you made no intentional decisions financially therefore you ended up at the end of your life with nothing so we want to help you succeed in your life in finances. Amen. The other thing is we want to help you to develop you to be confident in the word of God and the gifts of the spirit. Say gifts of the spirit, of the spirit. in my life. Because we want to help you not to be afraid of the gifts of the Spirit, but actually allow them to operate in your life. Amen? The gifts of the Spirit are not just for those who are called to be pastors, apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers. The gifts of the Spirit are for believers. And if you got Jesus in your heart, then guess what? You are a candidate for the gift of prophecy to operate through. You're a candidate for the word of knowledge to operate through. You're a candidate for these things to operate in your life. Amen? Proverbs 28, 20, or sorry, 29, 18 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. In the New Living Translation, it says it like this. I like this. When people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. <laughs> is that one up there? No. When they do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. But whoever obeys the law is joyful. I'm just depressed. I don't have any joy in my life. Oh, I got a scripture for you. Amen? So if we're honest, it was Jesus' vision to fulfill his mission that kept him going forward to fulfill his purpose. Every decision he made was with the end goal in mind. Of going to the cross, dying for our sins. Even in the garden of Gethsemane, I believe it was, he even weeped tears because there was such a physical anguish of what he was about to go through. But he said, not my will, God, but yours be done. Every decision he made in his life was with the end result in mind. Therefore, if Jesus did it, he models for us how we can do it. We've got to seek a vision for our lives so that we can intentionally decide how it gets there so we can manifest and do the purpose that God has called us to do just like the purpose that Jesus was called to do. 
Amen? Why are you here? And to help you fulfill that purpose. So we have to have a goal in mind. Some, now I came up with this. Jared thought it was good, so I thought I'd share it with you too. Some say to open your eyes is to have vision. I say close your eyes to have vision and then open your eyes to pursue it. In other words, you can open your eyes and maybe you can have a vision, but sometimes it's somebody else's vision that you just see and want to go about. But when you close your eyes and you let God drop in you what his vision is for your life, then when you have that vision, movement to the world, more than a church in a city, multiple locations, then you open your eyes and you be about it. So a vision oftentimes is more clear when you close your eyes for your life. So seeking a vision for your life is why we're having Seek Week, which is why we're having a fast for the 21 days, so we can get a vision for our life, so then we can open our eyes at the end of this fast and decide intentionally on how to go about the vision that God gave us. Amen? Bill Belichick, thought I'd quote him since he lost last night, to live in the past is to die in the present. To live in the past is to die in the present. In other words, if you keep living out of your past, well, my mom did this, my dad didn't do this, and my kids did this, and I always had this, and this was my issue, and that was my issue, and they were my issue, and I got issues. If you live in the past, you die to today. In other words, 2020 will not exist unless you can move on from your past. How many know you have the ability to change your future, but it's within your hands? You have the ability to make 2020 totally different than 2019, but it's within your hands. You say, well, God's got to... No, no, you decide. God will move as you move towards him. Amen? But sometimes we think things are just going to change just by chance. Things don't change by chance. Things change by choices. And you have to make better choices to have better change. Amen? So seeking vision intentionally. I'll just share this with you real quick. We got to go because we want to pray for everybody. Ah, yeah. Seeking vision, intentional decisions for my family. What is a decision you're going to make intentionally for your family? Is everything different in church? Now, I see more people at 930 than we do normally at 930 recently. So I'm going to assume today that there are people who made a decision that I need to get closer to God in 2020. I'm going to assume today that people made more of a commitment. They say, you know what, January 5th, the first Sunday of the year, we got to get back in church. The question is, where will you be on February 5th? The question is, where will you be on March 5th? You have to intentionally decide, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And you have to make decisions that line up with that in your life. If you want your kids to do well, then you lead. You intentionally decide, for me and my house, house means everybody in it, we're going to serve the Lord. That means, as the husband, the head of the home, you decide we're going to church today. If your wife gives you a fuss, which I doubt she will, then you go. By yourself. And lead. You intentionally decide. Don't let the others influence you. Same with the fast. If everybody else is eating junk around the house because they decided not to get closer to God, they decided not to fast, you be disciplined enough to decide to do it on your own. You can do it. Amen? Second thing, seeking vision, intentional decision for your career. Are you satisfied with where you're at with your job? Are you clocking in, clocking out, just going through the routine? And at the end of this year, it'll be the exact same pay, the exact same position, and the exact same results. What's going to be different because it's up to you to make that difference? Amen? 
In other words, you have to make decisions to move yourself along if you have a vision to see yourself farther. If you have a vision to have more money. If you have a vision to be more involved with God in church. If you have a vision for these things, you have to intentionally decide what am I going to change to bring about a different result. That's good, Pastor Joy. Just keep preaching. I know they're not yelling back at you right now, but I'm yelling at you on the inside. Amen. Hallelujah. Seeking vision, intentional decisions for church. Some of you made an intentional decision to be here today. Make an intentional decision to get involved. Now, some of us have been raised in church where you just go and attend and you feel like that's good. But that's not God's heart for you. He's gifted you and called you to be a part of the church, to be the church, not just to attend the church. You go to a movie. You don't go to church. You are the church. You are why people come. There is a difference. You go out to dinner to feed yourself. You don't go to church. Well, you sort of do to feed yourself milk and meat. But you go because you're helping feed others. You go because there's a gift on the inside of you that only you can bring. That's why God calls it the body of Christ. Every part, the scripture says in Ephesians 4, does it share to cause growth of the body. Amen? Some might look around some Sunday, hey, there's a few empty seats. Yeah, the body's not showing up. We've got to all have a part to play. Amen? See these seats that are, that are just a few that are empty here and there? Who's the one that we're called to put in it? Who's the one that you can invite to put in that seat? Amen? We're not afraid to have three services we have before. So we got to move on from that. Amen. Seeking vision, intentional decision for your finances, which I kind of already talked about. But you got to have a vision for your finances. you got to make decisions intentionally. You've got to learn to budget. You've got to learn to cut out some things that you just indulgently spend money on. Like shoes. I just, I just kind of said that one. It just, it just came out. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. That wasn't for you, Pastor Lehua. Okay. Don't receive it. If it wasn't for you, don't receive it. It's just off the top of my head. Off the top. I think that was for Pastor Jennifer at Temecula Campus, though. I, I do think that. Ha, 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 ha. Praise the Lord. All right, all right. All right, all right. But for our finances, if we want different results, then budget is not a dirty word. It's a guideline. Amen. Budget doesn't mean you, you, you have nothing. Budget means you're telling your money where to go, Dave Ramsey, rather than it telling you you don't have it. So we have to live not by the God of mammon, but by the God that we follow and let money be in our control. Amen. Last thing, seeking vision, intentional decision for yourself. For yourself. Sometimes, guys, we lead our families. We're worried about our career. We're trying to figure out money, but then we don't have a vision for ourselves. We have a vision for how we need to be a better husband, a better father, better career, better with our money, better car. But what about you? What is the vision for you? And are you intentionally deciding to improve it? Either with your health, with your relationship with Jesus, with your friendships with other guys? Maybe God's going to ask you to discipline some things in your life in the area of sports or cars or recreation. I don't really know. Those are just off the top of my head. But what, what is it for you that's going to cause you to go to that next level? What is the vision for your life? Matthew 6.33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added 
unto you. Seek him first. Seek God. Seek vision in 2020. Amen? Complainers focus on what they're going through. Champions focus on what they're going to. I don't know who said that, so I'll say it today. Second service, I said it. Complainers focus on what they're going through. Champions focus on what they're going to. Do you know where you're going? Have you wrote it down? Have you decided? Otherwise, life will just happen, and we'll look back and wonder, what happened? You choose. Let's all stand to our feet. Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you, Father God, for 2020, that it was made for us in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, for everything you're going to do in the lives of people. We give you glory and honor today, Father God, in Jesus' name. Before we pray for people today, I want to make sure everybody's right. Hey, let's start 2020 off with a bang. Let's get our hearts right with God. Let's recommit ourselves to God. Amen? Now, I don't know how you're here today or how you heard about us or what you came for, but there's a moment right now where maybe you were stirred, maybe the Holy Spirit prompted you on the inside by something that I said. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I just believe that God's moving in your life today, that you made an intentional decision to come today because you needed God to move somehow, some way in your life. Maybe you've backed away from God. Maybe you would say, well, I've been to church a lot, but I feel like I've regressed. I've backed off. And you would even think, if I raise my hand for recommitment, some people will be shocked in here. Yeah, but God won't be. Sometimes and too many times we make decisions on what will other people think rather than what will he think. And so today I want you to make a decision based on what he thinks. And maybe you've never chosen Jesus as your Savior and Lord, but maybe you have, but you've, you've backed away from him. You've backed off, and you were saying today, hey, today I make a recommitment to God to get back in relationship with him. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to go all in in 2020 with Jesus. If that's you today, I'm going to pray a prayer. I want you to pray this prayer with me as a recommitment prayer and as a first-time decision for Jesus Christ. And let's start 2020 off with our heart right, with our relationship with God right, moving toward him. Amen? Everybody, let's just pray this prayer. Pray it out loud. Say, Father God, I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. I believe your son Jesus went to the cross for me, shed his blood for me. I choose him today, and I recommit my life to be a full follower of Jesus. I thank you, God, that this day I make the decision to be a follower of Christ. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen, amen.